How can we as creative educators and entrepreneurs find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Hey there, thanks for listening to episode five of the Teacher Hustle podcast. I really appreciate all of you being here listening and sharing and leaving a review. You guys are amazing and I so appreciate every single one of you. I have a question today from Monica. I'm so excited to hear her question and it's a good one. So here we go. Hi, Alyssa. My name is Monica and I am on Instagram as the Lipstick Life Teacher and recently Recently, I actually changed my name. I went from the Lipstick Life Girl to the Lipstick Life Teacher because I am trying to rebrand myself and just change my Instagram because for so long I was just selling makeup and it felt very restrictive and then I felt held back because every post had to be about makeup and I'm so much more than that. I'm a teacher and I'm a new mom and I do want to sell some of my resources on Teachers Pay Teachers, but I really want to connect with other educators and I want to connect with teachers who are moms and just kind of find my tribe like you've mentioned. And I think that I'm really at a loss on how to start, how I can fix my Instagram up so that it is now all of those things, or if I should have just started from scratch, but but I know whenever I start from scratch with another Instagram account, it just sits there. And so, um, I really am hoping I can figure out a way that I can make this Instagram account I have now work and be something that is all, all me and that I can still have my side hustle built in. Hope that makes sense. And thanks for your help. Hey, Monica, I love this question. I swear you must be able to read my mind because I've been working on a video series for the launch of Teacher Hustle University and the very first video is all about exactly this branding. And I know some listeners might be thinking, branding, that's really easy. I pick up my colors, I pick up my logo, and that's my brand, right? But no, your brand is not just your logo. Sure, that's a part of your brand, but it is so much more than that. And understanding your brand is more important now than ever before, and here's why. Have you noticed the noisier it gets online, the more everything starts to look the same? And you know, when things start to look the same, it gets really, really stinking boring. And that's also scary because as a collective group of human beings, we are not supposed to be the same. It's our differences that help us learn and grow. We know that, right? These are the same values we teach our kids in the classroom, yet somehow we tend to get sucked right into that whole sameness. The trend on Instagram, though, is actually moving away from those curated photos and everything just sort of looking the same and moving toward real and authentic. Thank goodness 
because my hair is seriously always a mess. There's likely always some sort of like macaroni and cheese on my shirt and the lighting is never right. Never. Now the word brand may also bring up images of professional logos, professional images, but it isn't about that either. Your brand is the way you bring your unique stories, values, and experiences to the online world. It's the way you showcase your personality in that online space. Do you have to pick and choose what you do showcase and what you don't? You do, sort of. If you don't think through your branding, you can really easily confuse your customer. And I think, Monica, that that's where your question comes in. Like, will I confuse my customer if I'm talking about lipstick and teaching? So you love talking about lipstick. That's one of your businesses. But you also love connecting with teachers. And you said that you sell on Teachers Pay Teachers. So your question is, can both of these things co- exist on an one Instagram account or do you need separate ones or how do you go about this? Now, of course, lipstick and teaching can definitely coexist on Instagram. I think that that's a like match made in heaven there. But where you do have to make a choice is in thinking about which business to focus on. If you're using Instagram as a sales tool, which by the way, you should do if you're spending time there with the goal of making money. If your goal is to make sales, you then do need to pick a focus. Choosing one business as a focus is going to give your ideal customer a much more clear picture of how you can help them or how you can serve them. So let's say you choose to make TPT your focus. I'm not saying that then you can't talk about lipstick. You know, you you can't talk about the lipstick that you sell. What I'm saying is it should become part of a piece of your branding, part of the stories, the values, the experiences you bring to your Instagram presence. A great way to do this is to talk about your lipstick every once in a while on your Insta stories, but rarely in your feed. You can even create an Insta story highlight just for lipstick or a couple of highlights around your lipstick business. And this accomplishes a few things. First of all, Insta stories is meant to be like a behind the scenes, really kind of light, airy, like super laid back platform or sub platform of Instagram. So just by being on Insta stories with your content, it takes the pressure off of that a little bit. It's not as formal or as curated as a feed post. And so it won't come off as salesy, as we say. It'll really take the pressure off. It's more like you just talking about lipstick and recommending lipstick. So if your target audience, let's say your target audience is a third grade teacher that might buy your TPT resources. And so you get a third grade teacher on your page. She's looking around. She's not a lipstick wearer. She isn't interested in buying lipstick. She will likely still be interested interested in following along with you though with your content because you've branded yourself as a TPT seller who creates you know maybe math resources for third grade teachers let's say then she will find your content valuable enough that the lipstick story won't the stories about your lipstick won't deter her from following you does that make sense so when you take that pressure totally off she'll be still interested because she's not feeling like oh if I'm if I'm viewing Monica's page I feel like I have to buy lipstick she's getting the content that she wants, which is the third grade TPT stuff. And when once that pressure is off, she might, who knows, she might buy her first lipstick from you because she trusts you and she knows you and she likes you and, and she wants to follow all your tips about lipstick. But that's with the major stipulation, I repeat, that the pressure is totally off from that business because you've chosen the focus of TPT in that scenario. So that's like scenario one. Now, if that scenario doesn't feel right to you and you want TPT, 
tea to be the background of your brand and you want the lipstick business to take over your Instagram, then your target audience is going to be completely different. So I am releasing a video series soon, and I'm going to talk more about this in the video series, which is going to be really helpful for you. Your brand and the audience you serve are directly related. So the better you understand your brand and your content strategy, the better you'll be able to identify and listen to your ideal customer on a deeper level which is where the magic happens, where your brand and your niche sort of meet. So yeah, Monica, you're going to have to do some soul searching here. And listen, I want to say one thing to you and to all the multi-passionate people out there right now, because this is me and I needed this sooner, sooner than I found it out for myself. So I want to take this moment to you multi-passionate people, you people with multiple businesses, I want to officially give you permission to let a business go. If you are running more than one business, if one of those businesses no longer serves you, it doesn't bring you joy, it's weighing you down, let the thing go. Yeah, it's going to be painful. You're going to miss parts of it. I know you put a ton of work into it. I know you're worried your friend Susie is going to roll her eyes at you when you say you're starting something new or you're focusing on something new, but this isn't about Susie, okay? You will feel a huge sense of relief when you make the decision to let it go. And it is a part of your story. And you will realize someday how it got you to where you are. But sometimes you have to just take it from frozen and let the darn thing go. So take it from me. I'm the girl who had to close down an actual brick and mortar store. I actually had to close down a shop after three years of business. And it was rough. My sister and I, we had to sell off the remaining merchandise. It was a real pain. We had a huge, almost 2000 square foot store to sell off. I moved about 30 cans of chalk paint into my house. I think she moved 30 cans into hers. It was awful. We still have chalk paint in our basements. It was painful. There were actual tears, lots of them, but it was time. It was too hard to have a career and to have a shop. You know, if our employees would call off, we would have to work. We would have to figure something out. It was too hard to deal with our crappy landlord there in this old building that we loved, but didn't have heat always in the winter and our employees would have to wear gloves. But man, that was still like a really bad breakup, even though it was really bad. So, you know, just like in a really bad breakup, once that last can of paint was moved out of the store, I let out a huge sigh of relief. It was time for me to focus on my next adventure, which turned out to be planning a wedding and having a baby, which I didn't know was going to happen. I never could have known that that was the perfect time to let it go. And of course, looking back now, I can totally see how the experience of owning that store, it's not embarrassing that I had a store and I closed it. I'm not ashamed to tell you that it brought me, you know, being the social media marketing manager for that store led me to make connections and work with other local businesses on their social media marketing, which eventually led me here to this podcast and to helping all of you to running Teacher Hustle University. Without my experience at the store, I would not be here here with you today talking about marketing. I don't know who knows what else I would be doing. I would be doing something, but I'm not sure what. So I'm not saying you have to let go of one of your businesses, Monica, if you don't want to, or anybody that's thinking about that has multiple businesses, you can have more than one business. But I'm saying if one of them feels heavy, it might be time to say, you know what? Thank you. Next. 
So let's get back to the scenario though, where you keep TPT as a focus and you put the lipstick on the back burner on Instagram. I am kind of a good example of this scenario playing out on Instagram. So if you want to check my Instagram out, if you want to scroll way back and stalk me a little bit, I don't mind. Um, I don't know that I'm doing a great job at this whole pivot, but I am figuring it out as I go. I have a TPT store not a huge one uh, because of the other businesses I was just telling you about. The TPT was never my focus. It was something, and I'm really upfront about this. It was like something where I threw my fifth grade teaching resources on there once in a while. I kind of hoped it would do well. I really wasn't applying all that marketing knowledge I was helping local businesses with to my own TPT store. I didn't give it really much thought at all. And so when I first came to the teacher gram, I tried to use my teacher Instagram page to talk about my TPT products at first, but I went about it all wrong. I tried to do everything I saw other teachers on Instagram doing. I asked my best friend, Nicole, to come into my classroom and help me craft these like perfectly perfect Bolton boards, which is so not me. I even convinced Kate, who I call my work wife, the other fifth grade teacher I work with, I convinced her to learn that foot shake dance with me. I can't do that. I can't dance like that. It did not turn out well. I quickly realized that like that was not me. That was not my brand, my story, my values, my experiences. I am not a good dancer. So my brand is more like busy mom who can barely keep her head on straight. So one day on Instagram, I was like, you know what? Never mind. Let me just make a post about my crazy toddler mama life. And all of a sudden, it was like I did a big old call for my people. I ended up chatting with a bunch of moms going through the same thing. And suddenly I started liking Instagram a lot better and it started working for me a lot better. Now, of course, I love to see all the pictures out there on the gram because it's the variety that inspires my teaching. But I now know better than to try out the latest dance move in front of my fifth graders. And that is all. And I know that my brand includes a piece about talking to moms. I now write about maternity leave and how to run a business during your kid's nap when it only lasts 45 minutes. I also realize I love talking about marketing for teachers too. And that's where my sort of pivot decision came in. Because momming and TPT, they fit together really nicely. That was easy to do that dance. Like those came together as my brand really nicely. The content serves the same audience. Likely the fifth grade teachers who are shopping my TPT store could also be moms. Now my TPT store is really for upper grade teachers interested in digital media literacy, podcasting, and all that stuff. It doesn't necessarily serve the same audience as the people I'm talking to when I'm talking about marketing though. So for marketing, I'm talking to teacher sellers because that niche is so different. That's where I had to do some soul searching. I had to make a brand decision and I decided to pivot. I kept my Instagram account. I kept the same name and the same pictures. I didn't delete anything. My audience was similar enough that I knew I didn't need to start all over. And I just shifted my content. I didn't make an announcement or anything like that. I just shifted my content to marketing, momming, and I also kind of added in getting systems in place to keep yourself sane when you're a teacher, a momming, a momming person, a mom, and a businesswoman. So all of that stuff sort of fits together for my brand picture now. Now, did I lose some followers when I did that? I did. Yeah. Was I okay with that? 
Absolutely. Because I shifted my content and that's not what they were looking for in, for in their feed. And that's okay. It's okay. You're not talking to everyone. You can't talk to everyone. You need to talk to the people who are looking for the content that you're serving. Otherwise, you're going to end up bugging them. And if we're talking about selling without being salesy, you don't want to bug people. And one way to do that is to make sure you're talking to the right audience. I don't ignore my teachers pay teachers on my Instagram. You will find it in my Insta stories. It's also on my blog. And my main focus right now is Pinterest. And even though I chose to focus on Teacher Hustle University and all things marketing on Instagram, my TPT is running well in the background. Really, Teacher Hustle University is my main focus all around, but TVT is running well. I have only put in that marketing effort that I just told you a little bit like a little bit of blogging, some Insta stories and Pinterest and very little by way of creating new products. And I made seven times the amount of money this August that I did last August when I wasn't paying any attention to my TPT at all. So marketing rules totally rules. Okay. So Monica, you have some thinking to do. First of all, make sure you go right now to alyssamcdonald.com slash video to sign up for my video series called Selling Without Being Salesy, because I'm going to teach you all about exactly that. And the first two videos are about building a brand that's authentic to you and about nailing your niche. All of this work is going to help you decide where you want to focus your efforts. The first video is going to be released on September 13th, which is a Friday the 13th, which maybe wasn't smart of me, but hopefully that's good luck and not bad luck. In the meantime, here are some questions you'll want to ask yourself and you might want to grab a pen and write these down. What are the three to five topics you want to showcase online? What topics do you want to connect with people around? What topics do you want to educate others about? What topics relate to your online business? Really focus in on one main thing and let the others be pieces of your brand strategy. Keep it real and authentic to you. And here's one really controversial piece of advice. Here I am, episode five of the podcast, throwing some controversy at you. Here we go. I I feel really, really passionately about this. And the thing is, if you have one main thing on your mind, that you want to talk about or that you want to package as a digital offering, meaning you want to sell it, okay? It's like a topic that you want to talk about or that you want to create products around. I do not want you to even think for one minute that you can't talk about that thing if someone else is already talking about it because I know we do this to ourselves, Well, I can't talk about being a new mom because so-and-so has already got it covered. I can't create fifth grade math products. She already does that. I can't do, you know, second grade literacy centers because so-and-so is already doing those. No way. No way. No one tells your story like you tell your story. No one teaches it the way you teach it. No one has the exact same experiences to bring to the table. We as consumers We need multiple voices in one niche area. And if we, the moment we don't have multiple voices in one niche, life is boring. We wouldn't have Coke and Pepsi. We wouldn't have Nike and Adidas. We wouldn't have Britney and Christina. Or maybe I aged myself there. Whatever you listen to, I don't know, I'm old. But competition makes the world go round. 
We have to be okay with that. I know you've heard people say it and it is true. There is enough room on the playground for everyone. It's a hundred percent true. And I know I called it competition and you're probably like, oh, I don't know. Competition, competition. I'm not saying go out and copy someone. Obviously, I'm just saying there needs to be more than one person talking about the same things. That's what creates that variety. That's what creates that the conflict is good. Conflict of ideas is good. It gets us thinking. It challenges our thoughts. It, it's better for kids. It's better for kids if we have lots of teachers talking about these topics and getting teachers thinking about things critically and making change. You, do you hear the passion in my voice? I get really like amped up about this because I think that this is what brings on change for our kids. This is what makes teaching better because we come up not against one another, but with one another to to flesh out ideas and to hash things out and to give multiple perspectives. Like that's what gives teaching dimension and we need to lean into that. So my point of that whole little lecture was to just lean into your passion. Please do not let anyone or anything stop you from that. Tell your story because not only is there room for you, but we need you. Monica, thank you, thank you, thank you for this question, for getting us all thinking about our brand, our voice, how to best serve our people. I cannot wait to hear how you decide to map out your brand. And don't forget to head over to alyssamcdonald.com slash video to get in on that free video training dropping September 13th, Friday the 13th. And yes, by now, you know that a free training, I, I think you know this, means that Teacher Hustle University, the doors are opening soon. So if you signed up for the video series, you will be the first to know when the doors open. And I will see you back here next week. Thanks so much for listening to the Teacher Hustle podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get the latest episodes. If you have a question for me about marketing, mindset, momming, or even life in general, really anything along the lines of anything that I talk about, you can send me a voice recording over at alyssamcdonald.com slash askalyssa. That's A-L-I-S-S-A. No, I could never get those personalized pencils when I was in elementary school because I spelled my name with an I. Anyway, if you have a question and you send me a voice recording, who knows your question might be featured on the next podcast. I can't wait to connect with you and I'll see you back here next week.